voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine with radio news from a national perspective, call-in and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well... Well, hello and welcome to All Things Radio. I can't even hardly talk, it seems like. But we are back. One little absence last week, but we got through that little major hitch and we are back. And um, six hours of surgery later, I'm back here to talk about it tonight. So, and Jeff, thank you for all your work while I was gone for that short bit of time. I knew I'd better get back or you'd replace me. So, you know, <laughs> what can I say? Dave, Dave Reekert, who got us on the air last week. Oh, for you know, the sports people, Dave Reekert, running the board. Thank you so very much. But, you know, so here we are. Jeff, what do you, you got anything for us this week? Or? Well, let me see. Hold on. Let me open up my bag of tricks like Felix the Cat would do, and I'll tell you what's right. going on this week at All Things Radio. You Felix. got it. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. First of all, we'll talk about the world of radio from a national perspective with our world of radio news, the broadcasting world, of course, that is. Now, we're not going to have Jennifer Sparks call on her format changes this week, but hopefully they'll be back next week. So in place of that, we're going to change things a little bit. We have a classic air check, and this one is, uh, I really enjoy the Hot Hits format. This is WCAU-FM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania from February 11th, 1982. And as an editor's note, I'll talk about that in the featured station. One of the radio announcers on the air check is a guy that I worked with. We went worked at the same college radio station, WJPZA, and you'll get to hear Todd Parker. After that, we're going to travel to Richmond, Virginia, and we're going to listen to radio station WJSR-FM. Uh, I was really originally going to schedule that for last week, but we did WDRV-FM with their classic rock if you remember correctly. And after that, finally, at the end, we're going to play something for all the Sports Lounge fans, and this is Bob Wolf. Now, Bob Wolf, who, for the younger people who may not know, was a sports announcer, announced for the Washington Senators, did a, announcing for the New York Knicks, uh, and he also did a lot of other sports. He could, he could do any sport, I think. But he got into the Baseball Hall of Fame a few years ago uh, as a sports announcer and would have his Hall of Fame speech. So we're going to follow that. That will be the final thing we have on the, on the broadcast today. So uh, for all you guys, listen up. You want to hear some little sport trivia stuff, you'll hear all about Bob Wolf. So all in all, we have a very busy show. Bill, I'm glad to see you back um, because, you know, my hands are always so weak, but now now I can straighten my hands up. Well, now you can rest a little bit, Jeff. And <laughs> That's correct. Let's see. Anybody else? Panel? Bernie, you got any last-minute confessions here? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> there you go. What a build-up. Okay. Well, so I was going to hear what, what, Sean? What'd you say, Sean? He might have got. Sometimes his phone goes into Never Never Land, and I think that's it what does. happened. Yeah. Okay, well, we, well, why don't we just move on with the radio news then, maybe? Yeah, yeah. we'll just go ahead and do the the radio news since Bernie doesn't have any 
stunning confessions to make. And <laughs> I do, Bernie. I saw it all when I was out in the twilight zone. I'll tell you oh, later. Oh, I'll bet you okay, did. I bet I did. <laughs> wow. All right. Here you go, buddy. Better you than me. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Urban One reports its fourth quarter revenue results, and they're up. Could a new replacement be on the way for Rush Limbaugh? We'll let you know what's happening on the street and begin a look at the February Nielsen Personal People Meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting and Urban One makes news. Urban One reported their fourth quarter revenue results and unlike the others, their fourth quarter revenue results were up 7.5% and digital revenue was up 51%. In other news, could competition be on the way for Rush Limbaugh? Right now, the Rush Limbaugh show is still being syndicated by Premier Radio with guest hosts interspersed with audio of Rush Limbaugh. But if Westwood One has its way, they may have found a replacement for Rush Limbaugh. His name is Dan Bongino, and he comes to Westwood One from the world of podcasting. He's a conservative voice, which may just work as a competition for the Rush Limbaugh show. The show will start airing on May 25th, and it'll air in the following cumulus markets. In New York City, it'll be heard on 1230 WFAS-AM. In Washington, D.C., on WMAL-FM. In Los Angeles, on KABC-AM. In Chicago, on WLS-AM. And in San Francisco, on radio station KSFO-AM. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. In other news, sports gambling is becoming big business, and in Chicago, the Entercom is betting that radio station WCSFFM HC2 will become a successful sports talker for the Chicago market. WCSFHC2 will be broadcasting program from the Bet R Radio Network that's owned and operated by Entercom and CBS Sports Radio. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Folks living in Jacksonville, Florida will find a new place where they can hear Rush Limbaugh. The radio station is WBOBAM, and they transmit on a frequency of 600. The owners of radio station WBOBAM are hoping that they can capitalize on Rush Limbaugh's fame because Rush Limbaugh, as you know, is no longer airing on the Cox owned and operated radio station WOKVFM. Entercom is making changes to the radio landscape at radio station KAMPFM with its top 40 format. They've hired Josh Brubaker to handle afternoon drive for the radio station. Josh Brubaker comes to the radio station after working at radio station WDRQFM in Detroit, Michigan, which programs a country format and is owned and operated by Cumulus Media. We told you in a previous all Things Radio live broadcast at iHeartMedia was going to be redesigning their radio studios, and they're doing just that in Cleveland, Ohio. The folks at iHeartMedia are going to be moving to new state-of-the-art digital studios in Cleveland, Ohio, as part of their cloud-based radio rollout. The studios will be located at 668 Euclid Avenue in downtown Cleveland. The complex will have multiple recording studios and house all of Cleveland's radio operations. What's happening in Chicago, Illinois at 97.5 on the FM dial? That houses a translator, which is owned and operated by EMF Broadcasting. The translator is stunting with dance music, but when it goes on the air with its permanent format, it's going to be a Christian hip-hop format owned and operated by Gateway Ministries out of St. Louis, Missouri. Finally, is smooth jazz on its way to a comeback? We told you last week that Honolulu had a new smooth jazz radio station on KORLHG3 and a translator, but according to Domain Insights, smooth jazz may also be returning to Oklahoma City. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now it's time to begin our look at the Nielsen February Personal People Meter Ratings. In New York City, the number one rack radio station is WLTWFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rack radio station is WBLS-FM with an urban and local contemporary format. And finally, the number three rack radio station in New York City is WSKQ-FM with a Spanish tropical format. In Los Angeles, California, the number one rack radio station is KRTH-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is KOST-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Los Angeles, California is KFI-AM with a news talk format. Folks living in Chicago, Illinois, love their news and news talk formats. The number one rank radio station is WBBM-AM with its all-news operation. 
The number two ranked radio station is the public broadcaster, that's WBEZ-FM, with a news talk format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Chicago, Illinois, is WVAZ-FM, with a number two contemporary format. In San Francisco, California, the number one ranked radio station is KQED-FM, that's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is KCBS-AM, with its all news operation. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Francisco, California, is KOIT-FM, with an adult contemporary format. In Dallas, Texas, and I haven't seen this in a long, long time, the number one ranked radio station is KDGE-FM, with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KHKS-FM, with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Dallas, Texas, is KLTY-FM, with a contemporary Christian format. In Houston, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KODA-FM, with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KTRH-FM with a news talk format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Houston, Texas is KSBJ-FM with a contemporary Christian format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one ranked radio station is WSB-AM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is WSRV-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WVEE-FM with an urban format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania... The number one ranked radio station is WDAS-FM with a number two contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WMMR-FM with a rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is KYWAM with its all news operation. Out on Long Island, the number one ranked radio station is WAXQ-FM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WBAB-FM, also programming a classic rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station out of Long Island is WCBS-FM with a classic hits format. In Riverside, California, the number one ranked radio station is KLYY-FM with a Spanish format. The number two ranked radio station is KLVE-FM, also programming a Spanish format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Riverside, California is KRQB-FM, programming a Mexican regional format. In San Jose, California... The number one ranked radio station is KQED-FM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is KBAY-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Jose, California is KDFC-FM with a classical format. Finally, out in New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one ranked radio station is WAXQ-FM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WBLS-FM with an urban local contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station is WSKQ-FM with a Spanish tropical format. Finally, according to those media monitors, two insurance giants make the top of the list. Number one is Progressive Insurance, followed by Indeed, the employment recruiting firm, Bab of the Language Learning Company, CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and Geico Insurance. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Very good, Jeff. Well, thank you, Bill. And I got to bring this up. Bernie, you, have, you've heard of uh, sometimes you hear about radio announcers doing things and they're dumb, 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 dumber and stupid. Oh, yeah. You got to hear this one at Buffalo, New York. The morning team at WGRFFM uh, in Buffalo, New York, decided to talk about burnt toast and black women. And the darker the toast, the darker the black oh, women. They were talking geez. about about the Uh-oh. different uh, women they were comparing burnt toast to, such as uh, Venus Williams and other black pe- uh, famous people. Oh my well, God! Well, as uh, as as they 
as they say in radio, all of the morning team have left the villa building and not voluntarily. <laughs> they were forced yeah. out and fired. Yeah. And I, I have to tell you, you know, and I understand that you do things and you try to be creative, but how stupid could you be, especially in this yeah, day? That is, in that 2021, doing that? Yeah. I, the thing I, about that, the, the thing that obviously happened there was it just... Got like a runaway train, and it just yeah. went nuts. You know, and, it and the outcry and the boycotting of advertisers, uh, Cumulus really had not much to say. They, they, they couldn't even say. They, they, they just had the kill it immediately by firing the host because they, they, if they didn't fire the host, it would have gotten a lot worse. So yeah. they had oh, yeah. to do that. And the other news for those who have Sirius Satellite Radio, they're going to have a whole bunch of new streaming channels. I'll talk about this all next week. One of them will be will be a Disney Hits channel, and the other going to be specialty channels from for uh, various artists. Uh, I know there'll be a M- Bob Marley channel. Yep. Twenty-six, be channel. To- twenty-six total. Of- yeah, that's it. Twenty-six total, and so that's going to wow. be interesting. Al, you have your hand raised. Don't mute yourself out in Cleveland or out in the, well, wherever you're out in the suburbs of Cleveland. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland area. Yeah, Cleveland <laughs> area. Good evening. Yeah, Parma Heights, Ohio. Parma Heights. I've heard of that. Yeah, okay. All right. And anyway, a couple things. Welcome back, Bill. You sound great. I feel better than I did. Let me tell hey, you. I knew that would happen. And, and Jeff, thank you for a great job filling in for Bill and keeping that uh, virtual recliner warm for Bill when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate it, Al. Is there anything else you wanted to say? That's no. Oh, yeah, about this uh, news item that you mentioned uh, about the Cleveland Radio, I heard radio. I, I wasn't aware that they're going to move downtown. Well, we, we, we talked about this earlier, Al, of what they're going to do with their studios. It's just going to be uh, their cloud-based studios. You know, they don't need to have huge, large studios, and they're going to have uh, 11, I guess, recording booths. So they can they can actually have people voice tracking, you know, all day long if they have to. And, and who knows how many people they're going to have voice tracking <clears throat> that'll come to Cleveland to do this for them. But, but part of that is to is to streamline their operations. Oh, the other thing I'm going to tell you is that uh, that we'll talk about next week is that everybody knows that the K-Love and Air One radio networks have been doing their programming from Rockland, California. Well, that's quickly going to come to an end at some point. They haven't found the, they're going to be moving to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, well, I can understand well, why they're going to leave California. I can see why they well, would leave and- Rockland, California. First of all, they, they want to get out of t- the, the higher taxes in California. And they also bought facilities and are getting ready to prepare facilities in Nashville, Tennessee. And some of their some of their shows are being broadcast from there as well. I think the morning shows are being broadcast out of Nashville. And I think the and I think the contemporary Christian music scene, all the record, you know, that's out of Nashville, kind of like the country music scene is. So they want to be where their musicians are that for the music that they play, I believe. And you know, that's probably another reason. I was thinking I'm going to try to or we can talk about it each week when we go through the different lists, the stations that have never had, you know, a news talk station in the top three. And the one I came up with this time, and maybe Gary can explain it, or maybe you can't, is Dallas. They just never have had one in there. And I guess KRLD isn't that good, but no, the pub, no public radio, no nothing. They never have one of, one of those in the top three, even, well, uh, even uh, any month. The public stations are higher than the... Uh, the main VAP or Carole a lot of times, I and mean, they're sometimes you know they kind of close. They're all in the mid twos somewhere. I think Carole may be right. around, but you know, 
I think in certain parts of the country, people don't listen to all news radio. You know, and but they listen in Houston. But that's what I mean. They listen well, in Houston sometimes. Well, you know, sometimes they are. It depends on what weather situations come through. You know. <laughs> yeah, and remember, Houston better. is also the place for KPFT, which is the Pacifica station, Chris. So the, Houston has a a, a more of it's a it's a more liberal bent in in, in Texas, I think, more than Dallas. Maybe I don't know. I'm just thinking more diverse, they, maybe. Yeah, more, maybe more diverse because you got KPFT, which is the talk station. Yeah, well, you know what Pacifica does. Like I, I think Houston is the uh, third. I think I read somewhere years ago it was the third most ethnically, uh, third or fourth somewhere most ethnically diverse city in the country. Right. So. Uh-huh. They have a very large Asian population in Houston, Indian and Chinese especially. But yeah, and I've heard something also which is interesting that you're still seeing the talk stations in the top because I think the Washington Post had an article that came out the other day that the TV news channels since the election and since Trump got out of have all dropped like MSNBC has gone down 26%, Fox News has gone like 16 and uh, CNN's in the 30s. And, and, and that's normal, the actually. That's actually quite yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is, yeah. That is actually but quite they normal. They said song. it got really high. Well, they got really high during the last administration because if you liked him, you wanted to be there and drink the Kool-Aid. And if you hated him, you wanted to go and see what kind of what whatever you he did today. Well, yeah. And, and, whatever, and yeah. frankly, frankly, between him and the, and the press corps, you didn't know what one was going to say to the other on a daily basis. So that's and why most people watched. The, that's they why they tuned in. The yeah. Yeah, even one higher than was, normal election times. One thing that was different about today's press conference, if anybody saw it, Joe Biden had his first press conference, he had a list, and he went down the list. Now, I know even in the socially distant uh, press room of the Trump, the last year of the Trump administration, they didn't do this. Everybody did what they always did, which was try to yell out a name. He uh, called on people, and I think that was, I don't remember other presidents doing it that way. I don't remember any of them doing that. Well, I didn't actually listen to the press conference, but I know that that was probably going to happen. Well, you know, and the only thing I can say about what's what's going on right now in in, in radio is I don't see anything really great, spectacular news wise. But but what I do see is is radio stations trying to rebound, and and radio. Well, the only thing I could say about radio news about radio today is that um, at least for the slogan, maybe for today's show, and and when we bring it up, is radio is recovering. Dot 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 slowly. That's the only thing yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, yeah. When you have when you have our one of our companies a- advertising themselves on their stations, uh, and they have their 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 advertisers, people that ever telling how Waterloo Media has helped them over the past thirty years. Even though Waterloo Media has only owned the station for not even two years, and. and I'm so and so with so and so company, and I've advertised with these stations, and it's been very well. So, and then it goes, if you would like to advertise, they're they're advertising themselves. Oh yeah, BT's always done that. They've always stations do that a lot. I mean, they've really ramped it up. Yeah, you know, really. One thing I'm noticing in the in the personal people listings, and I didn't see it in day one, but I did see it in day two, three, and four. They look at the each day's ratings, and and they'll say. For example, one will say, uh, I think on day three of the, when they came out, it said stations with older demographics seem to be doing quite well in this particular rating book. And I, I wonder why are they doing, are they doing so well in this particular rating period? Uh, is it where they place the meters? Is it where they, is it, because we don't know what, enough about the sampling rate. Yeah. We don't, they don't tell us how many meters are out there, you know, they don't, but right. 
there's a lot that goes into these ratings that we don't get to see because we I don't I certainly don't pay Nielsen for the subscri- for subscribing has, ratings. Has there been any talk, Bernie, about people starting to? I don't know how what your setup is and how many people are working remotely and how many people are there. But is there any talk that it may be still a little too early because the vaccination rate for the working age population, of course, isn't as high as it is for older people. But has, has there been any talk about changing the way things are done yet or is it still going to pretty much be the same, at least for the foreseeable future? It, it seems like there are more people in the building now. Of course, you know, the, the air staffs have always been there. Uh, yeah. None of them have worked from home except maybe the morning guy on uh, WIBC. But uh, the, the building is a little more full than it used to be. But it's certainly not going to be as full as, as it was 20 and, years ago. I noticed yeah. here stations are starting, like at least our sports station, they're starting to do remotes. They're doing socially distanced, but they're starting, you know, like they were at a store at a at a store to, you know, promoting a CBD oil or something. So I noticed they're just starting to do a little <laughs> bit of that now. Well, I think you're going to see a lot more. And uh, I, I do believe that people will get back into the offices eventually because that, but I think you'll see a lot of hybrid work. Uh, people might do work from home, might do work at the yeah. office. Uh, and it, it, yeah, no absolutely. one knows exactly how it's going to be. And and that's why IR Media is doing this cloud-based stuff because they know, they're saying, look, we know that people want to work at home. And if they could work at home, we don't have a problem with it. But that, what they're not telling you, and Bernie, you get this. I know you get it, is that, yeah, we'll hire you to voice track in the future. But you'll only be hired for the hours you voice track. So if you, if you take if it takes you two hours to voice track a show or a week of shows, you're only going to get paid for two hours. You're not going to get paid forty hours. But they're not telling you the public. Well, that, and that's really, what's going to happen? Our, our stations, our stations have a standard. I mean, it's because if you got paid for as long as it took you, you could take forever. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so our situation is: if you do a six-hour show, you get paid for three. Okay, you know, and if and if you get it done in twenty minutes, we get paid. You got paid for three, and then you're good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I totally get it. Uh, I mean, it's uh, and of course with iHeartRadio, you know, because they've been having some financial issues. They, 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 they're you know they they were they're going to be worrying about this, and this has just came over the wire. Is that is, is that there's a British company I said that wants to put a forty nine percent stake in the company, and iHeartRadio has a poison pill. I, I knew they were going to do it. They're protesting to the FCC, and they have a poison pill arrangement, and the board of directors has to approve it, and they and they're they're protesting that kind of ownership in the company. So you're going to find that this is going to make news. That I always give you this news in advance because I want people to listen. Because if, I'm not going to tell you all about it because if I do that, then, then no one will listen. But but yeah, hey, wait a minute. Who said they're going to remember from one week to the next? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, you like, never, you never really know. You're, you're right about that, but I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, in in the future. In the future, because uh, radio. My, my daughter said to me one day, she said, "What is radio going to be like twenty years from now?" I said, oh. "I said, I if I could tell you, I, I I'd be a millionaire right now, Brenna." Yeah, in two thousand, you couldn't have told her what was going going to be going on in two thousand twenty one. That's for sure. I don't know what you radio know? is going to be. I don't think any of us know what radio is going to be like 20 years from now. I mean, is if I a- sat there and I said in 2000, we were doing the show in 2000, I said, did you know that you're going to be able to talk to something? And if you're in Texas, you'll be able to listen to WBZ by just asking for it. Exactly. You know, one who, thing, who knew that? I, that's, that's a beautiful thing, really. That's yeah. One thing, I, plus. one thing that I would have not have realized in 2000, that 20 years later, there would be Days or weeks go, and I didn't even turn a radio on. Hmm. It was up till that point, I, I had I the radio on every day. Yeah. I had it on right, every yeah. day. 
No, I very rarely turn one on. Cause I yeah, but you're still listening to the radio. You know, that's the thing. You're yeah, still I'm listening, listening to the radio. You're just not using phone, it sure, on, doing it on a radio. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and, and, and we told you about that last week, that uh, that'll, with that infinite dial study produced by Edison Research, more and more people are using smart speakers to listen to the radio, I mean, as if we didn't know this already. That's the thing. So, well, yeah. we promote it on the air. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, they it, promote it all the time. It's yeah. promote, a lot of stations are promoting on the iHeart promotes it all sure. the time on the air. So oh, they do, they do. They, they, they it's, oh. promotes it. Uh, you know, the news stations WCBS, ten ten wins, even WBZ. By the way, Christian, mm-hmm. you should be know that WBZ. I always thought they wouldn't do so well with their all news format, but they're 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 doing very 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 well in the ratings with it. You should know. Oh that. sure, no, they're hanging in. They they've you know BZ. I've, <laughs> I swear they could do almost anything and they'll do well. You know they they they've had every you know the rock and the talk and the news and everything. They've just you know they're the station that's the most well known call letters. I don't care what other stations think or, or whatever. I, I'm sure that if somebody said. Uh, something about listening to something on the radio and say, well, well, BZ or something. You know, what did BZ say? That's what people say, you know? Well, this is true. Bill, I think it's time to move on. And how about if we go to, uh, I guess it is Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Is that what we're going to do? Are you sure? Yeah, we are. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to screw you up again. I did that once already. No, we we got it going. We got it going good. Um, Just a quick note. When they up, I just, Jeff, it, it come to pass, as I told you, I thought our subscription, you know, service that gives us all this stuff, they, they thought my subscription had been canceled. As I thought they, we had paid and they still owe us and I, 90 more days. And I think they're just updating their computer. So Jennifer will be back. So I just now got when Jennifer comes back, are we going to get a thirty-minute onslaught? Or? Oh boy, we don't know. <laughs> stay, stay tuned and find out. We'll okay, see. all right, here we go, Jeff. This week, how about a trip back in time to February eleventh, nineteen eighty-two? And the radio station we're going to listen to is WCAU FM with their Hot Hits format. The Hot Hits format was conceived by consultant Mike Joseph back in 1979, where it aired first in Syracuse, New York, on radio station WFBL-AM. Eventually, the Hot Hits format would air in Hartford, Connecticut at WTIC-FM, Boston, Massachusetts at WHTT-FM, Detroit, Michigan at WHYT-FM, as well as many other stations throughout the United States. The air check you're going to listen to is a composite air check of radio station WCAU-FM with Richard Hawkins, Todd Parker, and Terry Young. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WCAU-FM on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Sunshine both today and tomorrow. Today's high 34, tomorrow's high 33. Clear and cold tonight, low down to 10. Wind southwest this morning is 7 miles per hour, humidity 50%, temperature 20. This is Alabama. He talked about hot love in the first degree. I once thought about Alabama 
Alabama, 98 at 716. Here are the three biggest money-making movies that are out right now. Number three, Ghost Story. Number two, Sharky's Machine. And number one is a shocker to me, Neighbors, starring John Belushi. Philadelphia's judges were tripping over their robes yesterday. A memo from State Supreme Court Justice John Flaherty was seen as a virtual takeover of the court system. Now this story in all the news on 98 Now. Judge Flaherty is a national expert on court administration. Mike Stanley, CBS News. Temperature, 20. At 720, WCAU-FM Sports on 98 now. The Sixers have made it four in a row. They beat the Indiana Pacers last night, 102-96. Dr. J led the Sixers with 23 points. Steve Mick scored 15 of his season-high 21 in the fourth quarter. Billy Knight led the Pacers with 19. Mix triggered a run of eight consecutive points to put the game out of reach. The Villanova Fieldhouse was the site of a Wildcat victory last night. They beat Seton Hall 66-53. Villanova shot 65% from the field in the second half. The Wildcat are now 16-6 on the season and 7-3 in the Big East. The Hawks of St. Joe's beat Drexel 93-71. Brian Wark and Lonnie McFarland combined for 43 points. The Hawks ran off a 12-1 spurt early in the second half, and that was the game. Charles Hickman led Drexel with 18 points during 20 minutes of play. Philly forecast sunny today, the high 34, clear and cold tonight, the low 10, temperature 20. Item on 98 now, a judge's memo was seen as a virtual takeover of Philly's courts, and that sent the judges flying to their phones. As a result, Chief Justice Henry O'Brien rescinded the order and said it was all a big misunderstanding. And that's WCAU-FM Hot News. in Phoenixville at 726 and tonight 7 to midnight with Terry Young. Tonight could be the night that Terry gives you chances to be a winner in the cash bash game. Also there's a rumor that tonight Terry will bite the head off a bat. The Roosevelt Mall has what's on your mind. This is Michelle Lee. Gather your family and join our family for Knott's Landing tonight. Watch Knott's Landing at 9 p.m. on WCAU-TV Channel 10. Hi, this is noon to three hotshot Bob Garrett. Join me and hundreds of others at the Fountain Room this Wednesday for the Hot Flash Contest sponsored by the Fountain Room on Route 30 in Oakland, Collingswood, New Jersey. I'll see you this Wednesday night. Now, Terry Young wouldn't bite the head off his bat, would he? I probably would. He's nuts enough. Sunny today and tomorrow. Today's high 34, tomorrow's high 33. Clear and cold tonight with a low 10. Wind southwest at 7, temperature 20. Olivia Newton-John getting physical with hotshot Richard Hawkins. I know what you're thinking. Some guys have all the luck. 10.35. And speaking of luck, one of the best things that could ever happen to you is for you to stay up all night. Check out the nearly famous, lovely, and talented Billy Burke. Midnight to 5, right here on 98 Now. Kenny Rogers through the years. 39 on 98 now with Kenny Rogers, and we have $1,500 in the Hot Hits Cash Bash this week. Send us a postcard. Listen to Terry Young. He's going to try to give it away. 
Shop Incorporated, where the focus is on you, including Springfield Mall, King of Prussia Plaza, and in Philadelphia at Rising Sun Plaza and the Gallery at Market East. Hi there, this is the Motor Mouth, Terrence Alexander Young, you know me, right? Inviting you to join me Sunday night. Join me because I'm coming apart. February 14th, the Deppert Tavern for the second annual St. Valentine's Day Masquerade Party. Deppert Tavern in the Deppert Mall. Hey, good day to get the car washed. Sunshine today and tomorrow. Today's high 34, tomorrow's high 33. Going to be fair and cold tonight, low 10. Winds are westerly at 6. Humidity is 50%. Temperature 33. What are you doing this Valentine's Day? Yesterday's songs, Neil Diamond on 98 with Richard Hawkins at 1045. Hey, for all you ladies shopping out at Deptford Mall, I've been waiting for a girl like you. Warner on 98 now. If I was a stick of butter, I'd melt. Never could hit a high note like that. Warner waiting for a girl like you on 98 now. Your hot hit connection to the Delaware Valley, 10 before 11. No, 7-Eleven Freedom, meet PM on Channel 6. The YMCA of Germantown offers fitness facilities, including racquetball, weight room, health center, pool, and gym for people of all ages. For information about membership rates and fitness classes, call the Y at 844-3281. Sunshine today with a high 34. It'll be fair and cold tonight. Low 10 more sunshine tomorrow with a high 33. Winds are southerly at 6. Humidity is 50%. Temperature 34. Has there ever come a time when you feel real nice? Oh, you're such a pretty little girl. 98 now, take my heart. Cool in the gang for Elkins Park on WCAUFM. My name is Richard Hawkins. It is 1056. You're my latest, my greatest inspiration. Teddy Pendergrass on 98 now. It's 11 o'clock. from the Jay Giles Band, and that's for Dr. Jerry Falwell and the Moral Majority. It's 23 before 5, and Todd Parker.
41 and 98 with Lindsey Buckingham. And if you guys don't want to get in trouble, two more shopping days till Valentine's Day. Oh, no. Why settle for less or pay more? Unbeatable Delta is ready when you are. If your school organization is looking for a good money-raising project, 98 has the answer. Schedule a basketball game today between your school faculty and the WCAUFM Hotshots. For more information, call 839-7000, extension 479, and ask for Scott Walker. Please call during regular business hours. 98 charges a nominal fee for expenses and limits all games to school faculties only. See you on the basketball floor, and I promise we'll take it easy on you. Cold tonight, tip into a low to 17. More sunshine tomorrow. The high 38. Wind southwest at 5. Humidity 36 percent. Temperatures 33. Steve Mix has his towel. Scott Walker has a cigar when he plays basketball. Here's Barner and hot hit number seven, waiting for a girl like you. Seven from Farner, waiting for a girl like you on Claymont uh, and Glenrock Drive in Claymont, Delaware. I know they're listening down there. It's 12 before 5 and 98 now. Frank Solis, the the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and Paul Holmgren of the Philadelphia Flyers invite you to join them for a Valentine's Weekend Skate-A-Thon at many of the Delaware Valley's ice skating and roller rinks. February 13th and 14th. For info, call 732-3185. Oh, looks like a nice dry night. Clear and cold. Dawn down to 17, though. Sunshine tomorrow. The high 38. What a beautiful day we got in store. Wind southwest at 4. Humidity 36%. Temperatures 32. Stevie Wonder and a little mild funk for City Hall fans of the hot one. Todd Parker on 98 now at 4 before 5. Quarter pounder hot hits number eight from the McDonald's on 202. Exciting Todd Parker at five o'clock. Temperature rise, physical is number five at 98 now, and I'm Todd Parker with all the... What in the world was that? Those are those nice ladies who are the Dave Clark Five with wigs, man. 733 right now, the Terry X Show, 98 Hot Hits. New basketball play of the week. Hey! Wissahickon High School and Susie McCaffrey. 
service. Gina Easton there and 98 now on the Trigger Show. 23 minutes before 8 o'clock right now. Bob Garrett, noon to threes. Pictures on the back of last week's hot surveys, and there's a few of them left. No, 7-Eleven Freedom. For more info, call the Velvet Lounge. Any 7 9855 Any 7-9855. This is Michelle Lee. Gather your family and join our family for Knott's Landing tonight. Watch Knott's Landing at 9 p.m. on WCAU-TV Channel 10. If your school organization is looking for a good money-raising project, 98 has the answer. Schedule a basketball game today between your school faculty and the WCAU-FM Hotshots. For more information, call 839-7000, extension 479, Hold and on. ask for Scott Walker. Wait a minute. Please call during regular business hours. Where's the pen at? 98 charges a nominal fee for expenses and limits all games to school faculties only. Have me a pen See quick. you on the basketball floor, and I promise we'll take it easy on you. Have me a pen quick. I gotta get this guy's number. Sharon Moday, M-O-W-D-A-Y, of Helen Street, Palmore, PA. Your 30 minutes is almost up, Helen. Call area code 215-228-3698 right now and claim the $1,005. 228-3698 now. Go for it. Jump in the cart and ride, honey, please. Second, and I can be clear that I hope your head is, man. Although 15, sunny mile to Waldemar, high 35. Winds uh, around 2 miles an hour, man. Humidity right now, 55%. Jerry, I just clock it outside my hands outside. Right at current temperature, 28. W-C-A-U-F-M. 98 Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Show 60 minutes before the clock. The mothers, the mothers were in shock when they heard what he said. Then they wrote him and they said, "My daughter listens, and we demand an apology." And I said, "Listen, lady, I don't like Kenny Rogers, but I'm going to play his record anyway and dedicate it to your beard. You look like him." 16 before 8, 98 sneaker. This is Terry Young, the world's most huggable old disc jockey. If you believe that, I'll sell you the Walt Woman Bridge. I own that already. Hello to Baldy Middle and Joy and Christian. Hi, I said, honey, say those words that'll make me uh, feel like walking on air. She goes, go hang yourself. Happy Valentine's Day from A&S at the Gordon King of Prussia. Galleron High School's class of 76, the school's first graduating class, is holding its five-year reunion at the Riverside Fire Hall, Riverside, New Jersey, on Friday, February 19th. Call 609-786-8075 for more information. Bob, I don't know how you keep that energy level off, really. Ball-headed guy like Bob here. I just don't know how he keeps that energy level up, really. He must take his vitamins, you know what I mean? You take all yours. You better believe it. Dobbins, Martin Luther King, Germantown, South Philly High School, Kensington, Kretz, West Philadelphia. you got a great girls' basketball team with your 98 points. Now i got a couple of guys here, okay? I really enjoyed this air check with its high-energy top 40 format. And as an editor's note, Todd Parker, the radio announcer you heard in this air check, and I worked for the same college radio station, WJPZ in Syracuse, back in 1976 and 1977. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email. The email address, as always, is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F-Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. 
for All Things Radio Live. I'm Jeff Bennett. Great stuff, Jeff. Fine. Thank you. Uh, there's a whole story behind that. And Bernie, I, 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 you, you got to give priests like the Chuck. I mean, the, the guy that invented hot hits, uh, as I, I mentioned his name, uh, Mike Joseph, never yeah. wanted to give uh, WFBL credit because what happened was they had a real cheap owner at the time. And they were supposed to pay for his consulting services. And I guess one of those checks bounced. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. I had heard that story somewhere. Now, you, you, the, the, this, you know, knowing radio owners, you've seen this before, Bernie, I'm sure. And the other thing about hot hits, and I, I, I don't, you know, we don't normally play large air checks. You know, because I don't, you know, I don't, not everyone in the audience is interested in that. But I have a story of WCAU. It's called the Hot Hit Story. What happened with them is they were doing great. But unfortunately, as a focus group studied, that the, the loud, bombastic sound of those jingles had to change. So they kept the hot hits. They softened the sound a bit, and they and they made a softer sounding jingle package, calling it '98 now, like like you've heard before. Unfortunately, it didn't last. CAU FM became oldies, and eventually became disco, and then it became oldies, and then became WOGL FM, as you know. And uh, that was that was that what happened to that particular format. But I, I enjoyed that particular format, and there were those who were going to love it, and there were those who were going to hate it. I just, yeah. but it was not. I, made, I, I thought it was great. Uh, and it wasn't yeah, made. Yeah. It wasn't made for long listening, Bernie. That's why the rotation was so. When Todd Parker right. and I talked well, about it, that we talked about it, the only I mean, it was made for very short listening. Yeah. The thing is, you well, know, when when you're uh, when you're a radio person already, you don't really care about that stuff because. All you really want to hear is what's between the records, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Motormouth was pretty good there. I, I didn't realize he had worked there. So, you know, you just oh, yeah. him, you sort of popped up on uh, satellite I, radio. I have a feeling that he got in trouble a lot. He was very, <laughs> uh, he was, uh, he was very, what do we, what, over the top and very, he yeah. was cool. I mean, he, but he did work for Sirius Satellite Radio, and I believe he was on the 60s at 6, on, on the 60s. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yep. and and he was and t- and Todd. But what, what would Todd tell me? He was working at a bunch of radio stations. The last thing he, he was working at MS just at your company at KPWR in Los Angeles. I have an air check of him from nineteen nine from nineteen eighty seven, I believe. For nineteen, I forgot. Wow. I have a whole bunch of air checks. But what he said was, I was told by by the by the uh, a young program director that I'm just too old and it's time to move on, and he did. He got out of doing regular radio announcing. He did voiceover work, and he and he makes money by reading books, by reading audio books. That's what he does now. Oh, there you go. But I knew about half of those songs, maybe a little bit more. So I guess I was listening more to the hits than I thought I was in the early oh, in the early yeah, well, I, I think I knew about all. I, I think I knew about all those. Well, yeah, well, I was the fourth grade. grade you were but that would have that would have been in our yeah. that would have been in our era, though, Sean. Yeah, that was in our era. I, I was in I was in Louisiana at that time in fourth grade in February of '82. So I knew all of those, and I I remember all that stuff back in the '80s. That was the big thing for especially the CHR stations to come in and have their their DJs or people from the company play the faculty and fundraiser basketball games. That was oh, yeah. that was big all over back then in the early eighties. Oh yeah, Cause it, even before yeah, that when, they I did mean, it. Oh yeah, they did it in the sixties too. Yeah, yeah, they did it in the seventies and eighties. You did. You, yeah, hold on a second, Sean. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, Sean. Go ahead, Bernie. The thing about uh, WCAU and any of the uh, hot hits. It, it, the difference between them and the Drake station is the one thing you might have noticed is they made every break count. Every break was relatable, whether it's a good day to get a car wash or yeah. they're listening at work yeah. at this place or that. They they made them count, and 
they were just tight and great. And I think that Mike Joseph instilled that in those guys. You had to be that way. You couldn't work for these You teams. know what he did? When he when WFBL got the hot hits format, they didn't just go and hire the jocks. They did it the next day. They spent two or three weeks practicing how he wanted that format to sound. That's how he hired these announcers. And they didn't last long at each of these stations. For example, I, I happened to be working at WJPZ. I was doing the afternoon drive shift at that time. And Todd was there. He used to hang out with me. We used to you know, shoot the breeze all the time. You know, we're college students a whole bit. And what happened was he got the phone call. I got the call from a, the guy who worked at WFBL. And I, I knew who he was because I had met him before. And, he talk, and Todd came in. He grabbed me. He says, I got to tell you something. And he put his arm around me. He said, Jeff, I got the job at FBL. But he didn't wow. last long enough to be able to get, when they dropped the format, he knew he was going places. He ended up going to K, well, it was KBRT-FM in San Francisco. It became KITS, Hot Hits KITS, Kits FM in San Francisco. From San Francisco, he went to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then he ended up going back to Los Angeles working at, uh, I believe it was, K, it was K, KNX-FM at one point, KKHR. And, and he worked for Power 90, Power, Power uh, whatever it is, in Los, Los Angeles. 106. Power 106. So, so, I mean, so CBS really got into that format. They really thought that was because uh, EEI, you know, or HTT, whatever it was, you know, the old EEI FM that then became Oldies 103. But it only lasted here a year or two. It wasn't well, it's, too it's long. Pro- the problem with the format, and I think, is that it burns out quickly. Um, it does. Yeah. And, and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, if I did a show on The Legend and I had the jingles and I, I play that thing. I love that format. That's one of my. That really, uh, you probably lose all your listeners, but I love that format. <laughs> it's, one, it's one of my favorites. And, it really is. And one other thing you don't see now, I mean, you don't see the t- you don't see them promoting your a primetime TV show on the I didn't much and we did the pro- hey on Channel But you also have to remember that WCAU FM was owned and operated by CBS at that time. Yeah, I know they were owned, but they were really promoting you. They wanted you to watch Knox Landing that night. Yeah. Well, Thursday night was that was when there was a war. We had NBC had all kinds of big shows then, and they did too. So you know they went crazy. NBC, CBS, yeah, Hill Street Blues, and Knox Landing were going back. Worth battling at that time spot. Well, well, what happened here is stations stations bought the time. They bought spots oh, yeah. and yeah. promoted those those shows. So it was pretty. But you don't here. see it. Yeah, you don't see it as much now like you did then. Those stations buying the time, TV stations buying the time. Yeah, this I mean, you week, see it. Sean Hannity. There've been a whole bunch of ads on BZ for Sean Hannity. Uh, you know, on Fox because, like you say, maybe the ratings for everybody oh, yeah, are going but, down. And so this yeah, week, the they've been doing that a lot. You know, the national cable channels like Fox News and whatever, but you don't like, and you'll see them for you say your local cable, your local news shows or whatever. But you don't right. see, hey, watch, watch, uh, oh, whatever name, insert show. Oh, yeah, somebody bought something TV. because I didn't hear what it was, but they, I heard briefly, and I heard him say Channel Six. So they were, there was something else there for uh, Channel Six. Right, that was scoped. So Bill, you had your hand raised up. Go ahead, Bill, out in Chicago. Yeah, I was going to make a comment. Just talking about them promoting TV shows on the radio back then. Coach, you stop and think in 82, you didn't have all the cable channels and all right. the fireballs. It's just fire starting, fire yeah. Yeah, cable was just right. really getting going, yeah. It was just starting, so they promoted them because nowadays if they promote a TV station on the radio, that's all they talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's well, so in, the case of, like, in the case yeah, of like, those two U-verse, stations. I got U-verse. I got 300 and some channels I can watch on that thing. I have, I have, and we agreed. Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah, I was just saying, in the case of those two stations, they're under the same company, so it's probably a trade out or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, Channel 6 was mentioned briefly, so they were doing something for them, too. Well, I do have, and, and you know, I'll ask Bill about it at some point. I do have the hot hit story because what I like about this thing that I have is is that it, it shows the, how it started, how it peaked, and how they had to figure out how to keep it going when it was when it was dying. And it's a pretty interesting documentary. So, well, it, you know, we're not going to play it now, obviously, but in in, in, no. in the next few months, we'll think about playing that at some point. So. Bill, how about a trip to Richmond, Virginia? I don't even know why I'm traveling to Richmond, because, uh, but, oh, because maybe there's a gambling casino there. Maybe that's why I should. There probably is. is there, there probably is a gambling now. casino everywhere. Uh, Jeff, is this a station that uh, was Christmas till March? Yes, or? it is. I, I was going to do it last week, but we had the, uh, we had the, uh, the progressive rock station that uh, WDRV, is, as we talked about, celebrating there. 20 years right and i changed it so well this station will probably have changed format by next week yeah i think so so who knows all right so here we go jeff this week we're going to revisit a radio station which we visited in october of 2020 the station is wjsr fm and they're ordered operated by summit media well, the Christmas music is finally gone from the radio station, replaced with an 80s-based gold format. This is an awesome-sounding radio station with very familiar music. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy Radio Station WJSR-FM from Richmond, Virginia, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Commercial-free awesomeness. WJSR Lakeside Richmond. Awesome 100.9. of commercial-free 80s and more. Awesome. 100.9. Max Headroom. Awesome 100.9 is everywhere you are. Listen on your phone with the Awesome 100.9 app. We're going to have you dancing at your desk in three, two, one. Totally 80s and more while you work. Awesome. 100.9. Of commercial free 80s and more. Awesome. 100.9. Seize the day. Totally 80s and more. Totally 80s and more while you work. Awesome 100.9. Commercial free awesomeness. Awesome. 80 minutes of commercial free 80s and more. Awesome 100.9. Totally 80s and more. Awesome 100.9. Give me one. 
Okay, okay, okay. We'll tell Google. Hey, Google, play awesome. 100.9 on iHeartRadio. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Totally 80s. Yeah, like totally. Hey. Awesome 100.9. Awesome, awesome, awesome 100.9. Awesome, 100.9. 100.9. 80s were cool. I love it. (laughs) Thanks for making the switch to Awesome 100.9. You lived it. You loved it. And now... Richmond has a station that's 100.9% it. WJSR, Lakeside Richmond. Awesome 100.9. Totally 80s and more. We're filling up your workday with awesomeness. That is awesome, man. Totally 80s and more. Awesome 100.9. Totally 80s and more. Commercial free while you work. Awesome 100.9. Awesome 100.9. Awesome 100.9. Hotter than a pair of parachute pants and a headband. Whoa, that's hot. Totally 80s and more. Job site to the office to your spare bedroom. I need music. I need it. Awesome. 100.9 is perfect while you work. Awesome. 100.9. Totally 80s and more. Wow. 
What a radio station, bringing back lots of memories of the good old 80s. And back in those good old days, I used to spend time watching MTV. Yes, you got to hear Max Headroom, but what about Beavis and Butthead? Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it? My email address, as always, is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Wow, that wasn't too bad a station. No, not too bad. What's it? Good thing they threw in the and more because that Tracy Chapman that was like what ninety two, ninety three. Well, that's yeah, why, that's that's why that's it's right, the only nineties song they played. Yeah. What yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, uh, I think it was the seventies, wasn't it? But it did remind no, me of. Eventually, was eighty two. Was it? Okay. Yeah. 82. It did remind me of MTV. That's why I said it. Because back in that time, oh. um, when they, when MTV got on the cable, I was still commuting back and forth between Albany and Syracuse. And my roommate at the time, we would sit there and we'd get, well, I can't really talk Whoa. about what, never mind. I mean, you, you don't want to know all that. But we yeah. would. Recreational materials. Yes. We, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's we, the worst radio station I've ever heard. That's all you hear is 100.980s and more. Nothing else whatsoever. Oh, well, it's all, all, it all voice chat. Uh, well, hold on a second. Hold on. It's all, promo- it's, all, it's all promotion. Go ahead, Bernie. The word awesome got used a lot. But the, there's a it thing is, that yeah. a lot of stations do, and in fact, the Hot Hits station did this. I don't like stations when they promote the songs because it's not like they'll say, you know, from the 80s, they'll play a song. From the 90s, they'll play a song. And then 10 minutes later, they play that song. And to me, it sounds like you play the same songs over. That's what we always get yeah. people. And so well, they, they probably do play the same songs over. They hear those sweepers and they think, yeah, oh, they think that song. And then they hear, they yeah, they, they catches in their brains and they think they heard it and then they think they heard it exactly. ten minutes later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, I did like Max Headroom. I got to tell you because I used to watch that on television as well. I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. the and the Max Headroom and the Coke commercials that he did too. For but all those, but yeah, they had then a couple ninety songs. I mean, they 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 spanned the whole debt from like eighty one to about ninety four because the Whitney Houston was early nineties the one they played Tracy Chapman. But they started with eighty one. Was celebration, and they went on. I mean, they they did spend the decade. I'll be and yes, you could. It was automated, but I mean, I I would probably I'd have it on some in there because me. Well, for me, being in middle school and high school in the eighties, I mean, yeah, obviously that was my era. I mean, well, MTV, they've already made a change. Uh, they're going to have the Ace and TJ syndicated morning show on. So, what does that tell you about the station? They're certainly not going to spend talent a uh, lots of money on talent. Well, no, and they no, had no. all that time. Yeah, they had all that time doing Christmas music, getting ready. They didn't even say, "Hey, we're going to find a couple of people to come in and voice track." We're just still going to start out automating. Well, you know, they, had all, they played Christmas till last week. So. Part of the problem was whatever. that corporate program director, this Bill Tanner, passed away, and he was the guy that was that was controlling the the programming for that for that company. It was a very big big, and they they went through it. A corporate restructuring, uh, restructuring, I should say, mm-hmm. and and so that probably held up part of that. Bill, can you unmute yourself? What would you like to say, Bill, out in Chicago, one more time? Yeah, real quick. I like to look at the, like the history stuff on these radio stations. Did you notice at the beginning of that radio station, or oh, probably in a short time, that the first one you played that air check was in '82, I think. Yeah. The one you did. Okay, this one you did was in the in the '90s. Did you did you catch the guys said? Stand by. You can get me on your app. You can dance at the desk. That I did hear that. 80. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't in the eighties. You figure ten years. You had the no, no, no. But this was a station so from now. This, this is eighties music this being played from now. From now. That, oh, that was, was okay. that was on an old air check. That was a that was a current rate of station. Yeah, well, yeah you know, he had last week or whatever. You know, you guys were talking. I didn't catch the date when it was. 
I thought it was like a night. Yeah, no, there was nothing to indicate the date because they didn't give any weather or day, any any right, information. Right, right. But but no, it was just an air check. He he, uh, you okay. know, got well, the last. Thing, you know, that's like twenty it's years. You went from uh, listening to the radio on your little uh, yep. eight volt transistor or or a boombox to now you can listen to it on your phone. You know, that's right. Well, you never know what you're going to hear in my time machine. Of, of I have a hard drive that's percolating with lots of material on it, Bill. So. I okay, never know well, what's, it's what's anyway. Kind of, well, I think it's great. I always listen to the history stuff of it. That's you know. Yeah. I always yeah. listen to well, you well, know, this when you go to state. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Thank you, Bill. Okay. All right. <laughs> You know, I know we're gonna we're gonna be coming up early, so we got to talk a little bit. Well, more. yeah, and, and you don't even have to worry, Jeff. It comes up where it comes up where it comes up. We have backup music. We have uh, we're okay, Jeff. It's so. Okay. Okay, but I wanted to, I wanted to say one more thing about that station. You're, you're right, Bill. I don't know how long this is going to last at this point. But then again, you know, the format, you know, if they don't make money with a format, then they change it very quickly. So it isn't like the old days. When WCBS FM went oldies back in 1972, in July of 72, um, no one knows that everyone said, oh, it's going to die. It's gonna, it didn't do well when it first started. It did, it did not. But they, they committed to it. Now a station doesn't commit to a format. If, if they can't make a ton of money on it immediately, it's gone, like yesterday's news. And that's part of the yeah. problem. Well, Oldies well, I one to three, I think, was oldies on. from uh, the fall of '87 to 2012. So that wow, was a long that's pretty time. good. Yeah, but yeah. the well, thing about an '80s format, they they never last. No, no, but no. you know what's even worse right. is the '90s. I I I, the, oh, I mean, forget I think, that. I, I think Sean Ross was had it right. The '90s. I mean, it's tough to find a '90s station that does well. I mean, that's just '90s only. '70s. Well, the, a lot of it. Oh, go ahead, John. I was just, a lot of I think that's when you have a one decade station of any of them because I mean you know none of them really have done well I mean we had a seventies station here what was that mid nineties Gary but it didn't yeah, last very long yeah, and we had a couple yeah. of eighty stations and you know they've never really now that one I mean signal issues but I mean even still that that was a theme for but none of your decade stations last long no matter what decade it is we have my we have my ninety three nine. In Miami, which is doing 190s, but the thing I remember back in the 80s, we had when um, power when WMJX 96.5 went off the air and came back on with a thing called WCJX. They played the top 50 or 70. I don't remember what it was over and over and over again for for months. Mm-hmm. 50 okay, well, hold on a second. Let's get, let's get to. Yeah, let, and let's get to Walter Swank. I'm sorry. Uh, unmute yourself, please. Thank you. Oh. Uh, I hope we're, I'm sorry if I had you waiting too long there, Walt. Go ahead. Hang on. Let me get it. You're there. You're, you're there. You're, you're on. You're on. Go ahead. Now he's off. Now he's off. Maybe he can't hear us. Okay. We'll, we'll deal. You can always come back again, Walt, but you definitely were there. So. Yeah. You were there. There we go. Okay, go ahead, Walt. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that that was a pretty good air check there. Uh, but that kind of reminded me of the early 2000s when there was a lot of those uh, 80s and more, 70s and more type stations. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Referring to, uh, we had one called Mix 100.3 that used that did the whole 
uh, they, you know, the eighties, nineties, and seventies type, you know, or eighties and more, and then, then they did the eighties uh, and more type thing. So, I remember when they, you remember when they, all these stations were going to the satellite, and there was uh, a satellite music network, and then there was uh, there was uh, Transstar, Unistar, and one of them that had the, an all seventies format, and I said it's great. But the problem that they had with the format that they had such a narrow playlist that that it was repeating songs so frequently it was just it was just it was well you it, didn't have to that that's the point if you look at your top if you took a station that was a rock station uh, you know and you picked a station and you said okay from seventy through seventy nine here's the top hundred there's a thousand songs right there you know I mean come on you don't have to have a narrow playlist that's the problem with the consultants. That was a problem with WQEW when they went big band. Well, people only hear, want to hear what they want to hear. I mean, you, if you've ever exactly. been at a bar and you go to a jukebox and you see people putting money in the jukebox and they're playing the same songs. Well, I will, yeah, I will I beg to differ with you on that, Mike. WQEW had a very large playlist when they were big band, a very large playlist. The problem really? with WQEW was that, that they had an old audience and, and advertisers don't want to buy old they want to buy young that's right. the problem and the, York Times no, found you... that, and the New York Times found that they could make a lot of money selling it to Disney and they became Radio Disney um, right. of course you know what happened to Radio Disney but for a long time when they had that that, that, that Disney format was there so then the, and, the, and the New York Times was ultimately going to be getting out of radio they ended up selling WQXR to the people who own WNYC that's the FM moving the frequency from 96.3 to 105.9. That was a whole big shakeup of the world of broadcasting in New York oh, City yeah. back then. So well, uh, yeah. it, it wasn't a WQEW. It was a bad station. It was probably one of the better stations. They yeah, did a very, good. a very good job at what they did. The big problem was they had an old audience, and you can't sell old today. Now, right. even, even so, though people like myself like older music, the, the young people are the ones that will buy and the old people are the ones. Well, but, well, they have money, but they want young people. Well, go ahead, Bernie. Yeah. The thing, you know, we're talking about uh, the depths of libraries on the radio and stuff, and even oldie stations. You'll get people complaining about oldie stations all the time. Uh, but the, the diehard oldies fans, the ones who listen all the time, listen because they know every song. When they start hearing songs they don't know. They tune out. You know, they don't want to learn new songs. Well, the thing is, it, de- it depends. I, I imagine that a younger person no, would do it, that, it, but you figure that if they're the same that. age no, it, no, it does. Music. Yeah, but, but Chris, here's the problem. I was at a lecture with Scott Beauty at the Museum of Broadcasting, and he said it, and we've talked about this over and over again. People want to hear familiar, even though even yeah. though they say they don't. But especially with the oldies yeah. format, they want to hear familiar. If I played nothing but 1955, 56, and 57 doo-wop music, they, that, that, that wouldn't work. They want to hear right. familiar. That's the right. I mean, What I'm saying is if, you, if you're looking at a certain demographic and you say, okay, I'm, you know, whoever they are, 60s, 70s, 80s, and you say, all right, I'm going to play what was being played on the air, you know, and I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, go with more of the, you know, you're going to layer it like you do, you know, and you play more of the top hits, but you throw in songs that peak at number 7 or number 12 or number 22, they're going to remember some of them. You know, they will. And, but, that's and, not, but that's not what the focus is saying today. They, that's not the yeah. If you listen to WCBS-FM and you listen to any of the oldie stations today, they're not playing the 50s and 60s anymore because everyone is aging no. out. No, I'm not talking about, about no, I'm saying whatever decade you pick. 
Yeah. I'm just saying they pick, yeah. they don't do it right. What I'm saying yeah, is, I get what or, you're I get what or, or you can do what you can do is you establish your format. Then you have one of your, you know, uh, you got a holiday weekend coming up. Hey, coming up on Columbus Day weekend, we're going to play the top 500. Let the people vote. Then that's your playlist for the next year. You know what I mean? Well, they voted I, for these songs. You know, Chris, but even even in your like you're talking about the '60s, like we're saying, people now, uh, even in your age group, a lot of people they go to the familiar twentieth yeah, century songs Let's go like go, like even now, especially like Gary referenced the jukeboxes, because now jukeboxes have access to the internet. It's not the old days of loading the records or the CDs in there. It's, so they can go get those unfamiliar songs. But you look, people, whatever age group, the songs they're playing from their era are the same 20 or 30 or 40 songs from that yeah. era that you would hear. Well, that's why I don't listen to that crap. That's the problem, Chris. You see, I, you know, but, but, but You're a minority. I, I have to find out what's going on currently in radio. And I, I look at all these formats. Walter, we're going to be running out of time here. Why don't you give us what you want to say? Go ahead, buddy. Uh, yes. Um, oh, am I still muted? No, you're not. Go ahead. Nope. No, you're okay. Right. Uh, okay. Um, well, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, one case in point, you know, we're talking about songs that they play all the time on, on, on a lot of these stations. Uh, to your previous um, air check that you did, Sneaker is a prime example of, of, that, of that kind of thing, of songs that don't get played that much even today. You know, on yeah. those like '80s and uh, channels and stuff like that. Thank you, Walter. Yeah. I agree. Thank you. All right, this Bill. Would be I think really good if we... we had more time, this would be a good discussion because it also yeah. has to do with there are songs. If you look at the charts and you're hearing some song that maybe actually peaked at, you know, it was a one hit. Dances in the Moonlight, for example, is a good example of this. A one hit wonder. Everybody likes it. Everybody wants to hear it, but. It was, and it did very well on the charts, but it's a one-hit wonder. And there's so many other people that just say, oh, well, we can't play that. That's a one-hit wonder. So how does that hey, work? Chris, Who knows? Who knows? So here, can, real quick, and I know we gotta, I know we got to go. But yeah. The thing is, you you listen so thoroughly, like I do and like everybody else yeah. in, this, in this room. But the average person would not be able to say to you, Dance in the Moonlight is a one-hit wonder. They probably wouldn't even know who it's by. Right. They just know they like it. They don't yeah. care anything else about well, what it. What I wonder, my, my question is, how did it, and nobody knows, we're not, we didn't program it, how did it get all the way to where it is down at the goal it line of well. radio? That's well with, with the audience yeah. tests stuff, yeah. and, you know. And, 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 and there are certain songs that are very familiar that play on and on and on, and people love them. I mean, uh, it, yeah. This is the way it is, and and these consultants. I mean, not not that I'm a big fan of consultants, but they but they do exist. And Bernie, you know about it. Um, I know about it. They have focus groups. They study. They take. They, they there's a lot of work that goes into playing music on these radio stations these days. Maybe not as. Uh, that's why you don't see as much new music out these. Look at look at what's coming out on the charts now, Bernie. It's not new. They don't have a ton of new songs every year. A song could be on the charts for a year and a half. Right. I mean, that's how it is. We're basically a minority. We're basically we're a, we're a minority as far as what we want to hear. We're just, Absolutely. I mean, we're a bunch of nerds. Yeah, exactly. we're a bunch of nerds. Well, well, since we're dial twisters, that's what we, you know, we, we yeah. don't like this one. We'll go over there. And commercial I radio is just so, too boring. I think it's really funny about focus groups because I was uh, in, I was working for the radio station at the time and got to go to the focus group. And uh, they could not let me be seen because somebody in the audience might know that I worked for a particular station because when they're being tested, they don't know uh, what station is doing the test. They are just 
they make the cut because they like certain stations. So it's like, no, you got to stay in this room. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Out. I know, I know that we could talk about this all night, but it's oh, yeah. time to it's time to move on and to travel to the world of baseball. Chris started it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I do. We can do things up occasionally. Yes. Okay, Jeff, I guess we got the Bob Wolf thing, which is a very short thing. What, a minute and yeah, 20 seconds? Yeah, it was. It's 15 minutes, though, but I think I'll yeah, see it is. That'll be okay. interesting. I'm, I'm going to stay tuned for that. All right. Well, thank you. And by the way, we're glad to have you back. Believe me, we are really glad yeah. to have oh, you back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, what, is, what you guys were just arguing about, it proves your point. We have no life, so that's why we love our radio. So right. no matter what, exactly. we come back. But you know? it is a great topic. Yeah. Yes. Great. It's a fun and topic. it will be continued. Mm-hmm. All right. And here we and go. I will, make sure this gets posted. I will make sure this gets posted after the after we get off the air, okay? It'll, I'll take yeah. care of that. Time, okay, next time, let's start drinking early so we can okay. really argue. All right. Not a double shot of my baby's love, but Bernie, but a yeah. double yeah, shot of Jennifer Moon. Bring a medallion. There you go. I'm the leadoff man on this most auspicious occasion. I'll be followed by two great hitters, as you know, with great glove men as well, and two great pitchers. We'll also salute a pioneer baseball man who will certainly lead us all to victory if need be. When I began broadcasting, if a broadcaster mentioned the word Brooklyn, he was sure to get a crowd reaction. Today, that right word would be Philadelphia. (laughs) Now... I'm not used to seeing crowds like this. As Rob said, I broadcast in Washington. Over 200 buses from Philadelphia, two cars started out from Washington, one broke down. Of course, there were a few big occasions, the presidential opener, for example, that was always significant. If the senators won that game, they'd be in first place. Unfortunately, they then had to play the rest of the season. But winning or losing, didn't concern me when I made my debut as Washington's first telecaster in 1946. I was in my 20s, I'd made it to the big leagues, and life couldn't be sweeter. Few thought then that television would amount to anything. Unfortunately, the man who hired me, Les Aries Sr., he did. There were only two TV stations in the country when I began, Washington and New York on the Dumont Network, and about 200 sets in Washington. I didn't have one, but the audience was swelled by my wife, Jane, who would take the bus from our small apartment to the TV station to watch my flickering image. And in New York, my parents could go to Gimbel's basement and watch me on this new invention, and I'd take no credit for television's later boom. I had ample opportunity to learn, though, my first lesson when the red light came on. It meant go. Red light meant go, not stop. Start talking. And I discovered that while voice and style and technique were important assets, Preparation and content are the keys to survival. And there's something else that all of my distinguished Hall of Fame broadcast colleagues have in common, wearing well game after game and year after year. I also learned that while I was enjoying each game and admiring its artistry, the way to a sponsor's heart was by selling his product. In those pioneer days, I was the commercial spokesman. And as I rarely smoked or drank, I was uniquely unqualified for that job. There were no filmed commercials in those days, no tape, just me live. I was given cigar smoking lessons, cigarette smoking lessons, and spent a month in spring training 
learning how to pour beer correctly with either hand. I was the first switch pourer in the major leagues. Now, the trick was to get a perfect head while looking into the camera and extolling the brew. And my career almost ended in a cascade of suds, which erupted volcano-style in my first on-camera pour. It developed that practice beers I'd poured in Orlando had always been refrigerated at a colder temperature. When I went on TV in Washington, I'd been handed a warm bottle from the press room. At a post-game crisis meeting, my TV assistant, Joe DeMona, said this could be rectified with a refrigerator in the booth, assuring the right temperature, and that saved the day. But drinking the beer on camera every half inning brought about a new crisis. I was getting a little woozy from that. A decision was finally made, hire a commercial announcer, John Batchelder, so I could get through the games. Now, in those days, I was the sole play-by-play man on TV. There were no analysts, no color men. I also did the 15-minute pre- and post-game shows and welcomed John's assistance. John proved to be a great beer drinker every half inning, but in those days of doubleheaders, he started a stagger midway through the second game. I stood near him, ready to prop him up if he lurched forward. Now, one day I had a brilliant idea and brought John a bucket. John, I said, first tell the folks how good the beer is. Take a swig, hold it. When the red light goes off, spit the beer in the bucket. The plan was great, but there was a problem with John's timing. The light was still on when John's steady stream went flying into the bucket, live and on camera, and our sponsor soon went flying too. To put this in verse, and I've been known to go from bad to verse, <laughs> when the sponsor writes against your name, what he wants to hear is not who won or lost the game, but how you sold the beer. And that was TV in the early days. Of course, broadcasting the games was a daily delight. The Senators had some great players, including Hall of Famers and league leaders. Unfortunately, they just didn't have enough of them on any one team. They played well, but remarkably, the other clubs seemed to play a little better. Clark Griffith and Calvin had no other business to sustain them. Their business was baseball. They had to rely more on ingenuity than money, as did early TV. Now, some days when the games got a little one-sided, I just gave the score. I figured our viewers knew which team was winning, not the Senators, of course. I was able to dwell on the artistry of the game and our team personalities. Like the well-traveled Bobo Newsom, the burly pitcher who was the Felix Unger of the pitching mound. Opposing players used to torment Bobo by throwing scraps of paper on Bobo's domain. Bobo in the hot sun would dutifully pick up the litter to keep his well-manicured spot unsullied. He received my neatness award for MVP, most valuable plot. And Rocky Bridges, he used to amaze me. He could keep a chaw of tobacco on each side of his mouth. Gave him wonderful balance, he said. Of course, when I interviewed Rocky about this, I just couldn't get too close. And Lou Berberet showed me something special. The night he settled under a foul pop, threw away his catch's mitt, and tried to catch the ball in his mask. Little ingenuity by a talented athlete. I caught a lot of records with the Senators, set against them, of course. Like Mickey Mantle's longest homer, we always kept the tape measure handy in Washington. Of course, Washington had some great sluggers, too, like Harmon Killebrew and Jim Lemon and Roy Sievers were members of my singing Senators group, very harmonious team. I played the ukulele, and there were Mickey Vernon and Pete Runnels and countless more. Not to be overlooked was our biggest name player, Cardin 
Edison Gillenwar has 23 letters. He was a big name in any league. Now, getting to Washington was another great break in my incredible good fortunes. I had taken my 583 high school batting average, my well-worn center fielder's glove to Duke University, intent on making the majors. When I was injured, as Ralph Kiner told you, the coach said, Bob, if you want to make the majors, just keep talking. And I did. But more study time proved another great break and a valuable broadcasting lesson. I received a Phi Beta Kappa key, and it proved to me that success is possible with a little inspiration, but a great deal of perspiration. My sportscasting career has been based on that principle, preparation. I've given every assignment the best that's in me. And after Duke, I was commissioned as a supply corps officer, sent to the Harvard Business School for training before going to Camp Perry, Virginia, to go overseas with the Seabees and talk about great breaks at Camp Perry. I met Jane Louise Hoy, a beautiful Navy nurse. This was the greatest break of all. But I was on my way to an advanced base in the Solomons. Would Jane wait for me, and would I return? Jane said she'd wait, and I returned in what I considered miraculous fashion. Overseas, I discovered that the Harvard training was excellent for shipboard routine, but didn't apply to the mud and rain problems of advanced space supply. I wrote a book with before and after pictures explaining that Navy regulations and procedures relating to advanced bases should be revised and sent the book off to the Navy Supply Department. Within two weeks, there were air mail orders to fly back immediately to Washington. I reported to Commander Hugh Hainsworth, received a letter of accommodation, was assigned to rewrite the Navy advanced base supply regulations and at training books. And that's how I got to Washington. Jane and I were married at the Bethesda Naval Chapel, and here in Cooperstown, we're celebrating 50 great years together. While still in Navy uniform in Washington, I began broadcasting sports on the Washington Post radio station, worked with excellent journalism model, their news director, my longtime friend Bill Gold. I added TV to my schedule at Dumont TV. A few years later, Paul Jonas, the mutual sports director, signed me for the football game of the week and later the baseball game of the day, and then came TV assignments on all the networks. In 1954, I also began a, a wonderful 36 years telecasting Madison Square Garden events. My schedule was bountiful, but I had one big ambition to fulfill, broadcasting the World Series. In 1956, the All-Star Game was played in Washington, and the sponsor, Gillette, used me to represent the host city. I guess they liked my work as they asked me to broadcast the 56 World Series too. And I had the great fortune to be at the mic for the Darn Larson no-hitter. In the booth with me was Gillette's talented producer, a fine gentleman, longtime friend, Joel Nixon, who is with us here today. And that World Series propelled me to two more series assignments. Then I joined Hall of Famer Joe Garagiola on the NBC TV Game of the Week. And what a thrill that was. I've also had the pleasure of broadcasting with Hall of Famers Jack Brickhouse and Chuck Thompson and Lindsey Nelson, who have heard and admired, I have heard and admired all those in the hall. In the past nine years, I've been the sports anchor at News 12 Long Island. I've done baseball specials and play-by-play -play for Sports Channel New York, and that's been delightful too. Now, to make this journey even more complete, our family is with us today, including our son Bob, a former crafty pitching star at Princeton, our son Rick, an excellent second baseman who played on the Harvard World Series team and later in the Detroit organization, and our daughter Margie, a superb athlete herself and the original Batgirl for her brothers. And with Bob's wife Susan and Rick's wife Patty and Margie's husband Tom Clark, 
With them are our all-star team of the future. We brought with us our nine grandchildren, our all-star nine. And I know they're impressed because one even asked me for an autograph. The poet Ralph Humphreys wrote, the crowd and the players are the same age always, but the man in the crowd is older every season. I've been the man in that crowd for many years, and the joy is always there. The sights and sounds of baseball, the strategies, the ups and downs, the talk, the kidding, the roar of the crowd, the pleasure is constant regardless of time. Baseball gives adults a chance to relive their youth on or off the field. Kids, not burdened by adulthood, don't seek a bill of rights. Kids don't have need for associations, agents, lawyers, committees, or representatives. They depend on adults to provide opportunities to play the game, watch the game, and afford the game. It's the obligation of adults to make this happen. It's accomplished best by grown-ups who still remain young at heart. At the Hall of Fame's first induction ceremonies, Babe Ruth reminded the spectators that kids are the backbone of the game, and Babe, they still are. I've been so fortunate in my life, in my career, my wish is that I've been able to contribute the same happiness to the lives of others they brought to mine. I've had the good fortune to be at the mic and make the play-by-play -play calls of some of sports' most memorable moments. But the calls, the call that's the greatest in my life was the call made to me by Ed Stack, the chairman of the Baseball Hall of Fame, with the historic news that I had been selected for the broadcast wing of the Baseball Hall of Fame. That, to me, is the greatest call of all. What does receiving this Hall of Fame honor mean to me? In one sentence, I feel as if I've gone to heaven before I died. I close with those words I've repeated countless times during my career. Let's play ball, but first, a word from the sponsor. Folks, they won't let me do this professionally on the air, but what greater fantasy than sing Take Me Out of the Ball Game before a crowd such as this, including many friends who are here to help support this. The instrument is a ukulele. A few of may you remember what a ukulele is. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Oh, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never get back, for it's root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame Because it's one, two, three strikes You're out at the old ball game Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, one last note. I've made my contribution to those who follow. I brought them a box of Kleenex for their use.
This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.